it is one of those industries where you can start in one place and you actually don't know where you're going to end up. If you're going to do it for whatever reason, whatever you're doing at the time, you just put everything you have into it. Coppers is for everyone. You know, it's not just Dublin. It's not just the cultures in the country. <laughs> Called the fire brigade. They said, I know this might sound really silly and if I'm really wasting your time, tell me to hang up and I'm sorry in advance, but is there any chance you could come and fill our water tanks? It is the, the industry where you can start from anywhere and end up anywhere. It's it's fantastic. You're listening to The Workshop, brought to you by jobs.ie. Hello and welcome to The Workshop, the podcast where we'll be chatting about all things related to work and working culture in Ireland. I'll be your host, Carl Kinsella. This week, we'll be talking about that most Irish of industries, hospitality. Hospitality is a €3 billion Euro industry in Ireland responsible for creating jobs all the way across the country and we're here to get to the bottom of what it takes to make success of yourself in the booming hospitality industry. So first of all, we're going to meet our panel. I'm joined by Chris Pay, the General Manager of Jobs.ie, our sponsor. Jackie Moran, who is the Events Manager at the truly iconic Copperface Jacks, affectionately known to us all as Coppers. And Ben Barkley, the Head of Operations at PressUp. PressUp is the group behind an array of some top-class venues, including Everly Gardens, Garage Bar, Vintage Cocktail Club, the Stella Theatre and the Workman's Club, which is a personal favourite of mine. I'm not ashamed to admit that. So thank you all for joining me. Um, I'm first going to turn to you, Jackie, and I'm going to ask you to tell me the story of how you ended up as the events manager at Coppers. Okay. um, Well, I was actually working in a conference agency at the time and um, I was approached uh, about this role and I was told it was Copperface Jacks. (laughs) And so you were buzzing once you heard it. I was kind of, yeah, I was like, Copperface Jacks, like, you wouldn't even think of yourself working there really um, but when I went in and uh, spoke with Cahill and Darren the general manager about the job um, and they explained what they wanted and the expectations um, from me um, it just it really clicked and I knew that it would be um, a challenge really as an event manager in there because obviously Coppers is known as the, the, the night spot in in Dublin not somewhere you'd really go and have a, a work party at 7 o'clock in the evening but um, yeah got into it and it's been going really well since well, That's great and can you tell me before you took the job had you been a frequenter of Coppers and you're now seeing it from the, the other side <laughs> Yeah well I guess I would have gone to Coppers a lot when I was in college and I worked in Crow Park for a couple of years so you know any staff nights out um, after all Ireland finals like really during the championship totally. itself we'd be into coppers definitely that night totally. and uh, yeah had really really good nights there yeah and that's so Ben I bring you in here and ask is your was your kind of trajectory through the hospitality industry similar like how did you how did you kind of work out the hospitality was your calling well I was kind of an, a failing aspiring rugby player uh, and I was getting fat and failing college uh, so I had to put the head down and make some money to pay for some exams that I'm now embarrassed to say that I failed. <laughs> uh, so while doing that, I, I went out to Captain America's who opened in Blanchardstown uh, and started waiting tables three or four nights a week. Uh, finished college. And from there, I got the opportunity to manage the place. Um, so I did probably the guts of a year in, in restaurant management, thinking that one day maybe I might like to own my own restaurant. Um and and after that, I was given the opportunity to work across um, some new openings, which uh, the guys were doing at the time. Uh, and I, I pretty much just became a lackey doing anything and everything that I could. Um, 
driving driving vans with trailers to scrapyards to sell metal to pay wages it was kind of a chaotic period of expansion with limited resources so just got stuck in and as the company grew from opening to opening my kind of role transformed and I began to learn a lot of things Um, and from there really it's just kind of turned into you know we've gone from being a really small independent family run business to uh, now quite a big one and, and, and that's the stage we're at now adapting to that and becoming a company a professional company with 1300 people soon to be over 2000 so it started I mean I don't think any of us knew where it would go certainly not me um, and, and that's how I got into it just really from, from getting stuck in and I suppose I was very lucky with the timing of it all for me and where I was at and uh, I'd be interested just to ask you, Chris, um, obviously Ben has talked about kind of coming in the ground floor as a waiter. When you look at the kind of people who are applying for jobs in hospitality or the kind of jobs that are available in hospitality at the moment, is it mostly kind of ground level jobs or are there also positions available these days for people seeking to come in at a higher level maybe? Definitely both. Um, I think what's really interesting about the two guys straight away is, you know, one getting headhunted and one coming in and from from the ground up, and and that's the beauty of the hospitality industry and the jobs within it in Ireland that uh, you can start anywhere, and it's one of my favourite industries for 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 recruitment because of that. Um, anyone can can come in and and start at the ground level and make their way to general manager of a hotel or or whatever it might be. Um, this morning on on jobs we've got we've got uh, hotel manager jobs we've got restaurant manager jobs we've got waiter jobs we've got bar staff jobs so you know it's it it is one of those industries where you can start in one place and you actually don't know where you're going to end up and that's probably what makes it so exciting for for people to get into it. totally and so I, I guess something I'd be curious about to ask you Jackie since you are an events manager at one of the I mean like you know a nightclub that I think virtually everyone in Ireland has been to if you spoke to someone you said have you been to Coppers and they said no you'd be like I don't trust this person <laughs> um, what did they do exactly yeah yeah. where, where do you go um, so I would just ask you like what are the kind of attributes you see in Coppers and the employees in Coppers or prospective employees in Coppers anyone who wants to be involved with a major kind of almost tourist landmark in Ireland at that kind of level what are the key qualities someone has to have well the main thing is hard work and you know a strong work ethic you know like the nightclub is it's a very busy venue um, seven nights a week uh, close maybe like three days in the year and um, you know the staff that come in especially the bar staff they're they're all really really hard workers because it's they're they're flat out really the whole night there, there's no break um, you know there's a break at the start of the night but once it hits like the you know um, the high you know at like one o'clock in the morning they're just um, you know flat out for the for the whole night um, but I guess with um, coppers as well what I've seen is there's actually a, a, a long term kind of thing with a lot of the staff um, like Darren the general manager he's been there 22 years with Cahill. Um the two nightclub managers have been there um, one of them's been there 22 years started off in the bar um, and he's he's running the nightclub at night time the other one's there about 10 years um, so I've seen that you know it, it, 
they really keep their staff and they look after their staff and it it, it is a family run business you know it's 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 owned by um Cahill and Paula Jackson and um you can see in the staff like they're they're there so long and uh that obviously comes from management you know yeah yeah so coppers are kind of they're looking for a commitment you're a yeah. commitment oriented kind of oh definitely yeah. definitely yeah and you know we we work really well together and um you know obviously i'm in during the day i also look after the sales and marketing as well in the nightclub um and the venue and um you know there is a crossover obviously the nightclub managers will come in in the evening so communication is a, a huge factor yeah, yeah. and to to make sure that we're all um on the same page definitely. yeah and and Ben, just as far as recruitment goes, say for a job like bar staff or, you know, just something more front facing, say, for example, bouncers, waiters, anything like that. You're obviously looking for a certain background in terms of credentials and in terms of a CV. But presumably there's also quite a lot people can do in an interview to impress you for those kind of jobs. Yeah, I think the the first thing that we look at before anything else is experience certainly comes second uh, to personality and character. Um, we want people who are fun, sound, really happy to, to be doing what they're doing. So that has to come first. And you, you, you know that within three minutes of meeting someone, uh, particularly for the uh, for the jobs like the bartenders, the wait staff, if you don't, if you don't, get that warm feeling off them in the first three minutes the customer isn't either so the main thing for us is that we take in people with character and personality uh, who you want to work with uh, and from there we can train that the technicalities can come quickly after that now in an opening you definitely need a mix of experience in that you can't be training a team of 100 people who have never carried three plates before to run a hotel there has to be that balance but they've all got to be the same type of person which is just a really nice and friendly person. So the, the the one word we fall back to all the time is in an interview and when we're training other people to do interviews on our behalf is the question, are they sound? Would you want to go for a coffee with them? And if the answer is no, then then generally they're not going to be suited for us. Totally. And like, yeah, I can definitely see venues like Everly Garden or Coppers is absolutely essential. You're going to have staff with, you know, good personality. So I would ask you, Chris, as far as when someone is, you know, going through the digital process, applying for a job online, sending in their CV, what is something they can do, you know, maybe an innovative way to show that they have a good personality through the CV? How do you, how do you let your personality shine through from that kind of side of things, yeah, it, I suppose when you're when you're writing a CV, it can be difficult, and and soft skills, uh, like Ben's mentioning, are, are, have have come to the fore. And you know, we've all had that experience. Thankfully, most of the time for me, it's been abroad, where 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 you where you don't have a nice waiter or a bar, and and you leave. You don't want to be there. Um, to to stand out, I think people need to start thinking about well, what's changing, and um, you know, on most CVs start with with a cover note and it should be talking it doesn't need to talk about all your experience and everything like that talk about what makes you stand out from the crowd um, people want to see uh, not necessarily what, what, what you can do or what you've done they, they want to know who you are and who's the person behind it especially if you're going for those roles I think as we move forward video is going to become key um, you know, we've seen certain businesses already asking people to send an Instagram of themselves, um, where where they show their personality, and and I think, wow. uh, I do think we're going to start uh, start moving towards you that. Think that's that. going to become a thing, you know, for certain roles. Absolutely, yeah. I think it's it, you know we have to move forward. Video <laughs> is 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 taking over everything, and it is. 
you know, Instagram, people don't communicate by, by text as much anymore. It's now WhatsApp and uh, even WhatsApp is becoming Instagram and people are, are sending each other uh, everything like that. And, and the, the jobs industry, like everything else and the e-recruitment industry will, will move with the times. And uh, I think there's, that's when people will really start to get the opportunity to stand out and show their personality before getting into that first round interview. Very interesting. So I would say, you know, obviously Irish hospitality, great industry. People who come here tend to love it, but presumably that is kind of a spillover effect from the fact that the people who are working there are loving it. So I would ask you, like, what would be your highlights of having worked in the hospitality industry? Have you ever had any great moments that you're like, this is why I do this? Oh, definitely. I've had some um, great, you know, times in in different roles that I've had. Um, like when I was in college, uh, I actually worked in Crow Park part time. I worked on match days. Um, doing the corporate hospitality up in the suite and premium level and that's kind of how I fell into my my role there um, when I left college but you know the likes of um, you know the concerts that used to take place and even doing corporate hospitality on match days and for concerts and bringing your clients in and you know seeing them have you know a great time yeah. it's 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 very heartwarming and I guess you know working in in hospitality uh, you have to be very customer uh, focused so what I would ask just I'm almost on a level of curiosity what would be kind of the biggest nights of the year for coppers what which nights are you kind of always expecting well, to be the biggest all Ireland football final yeah. for sure uh, probably the hurling after that um, Christmas like was mental busy really from that first weekend Christmas parties all that kind of stuff and even if they're having their Christmas party in different venues around town you know 90% of the time they'll end up in coppers later on that night um, so yeah the around championship season really is, is a very busy time for us Um yeah, Coppers is always busy. <laughs> and uh, Ben, I would also ask you, like, what are the what are the kind of moments you've had in hospitality where you said this is just this is a class. This is why I love to work in hospitality. Well, I think I get a big kick out of the disasters that we've managed to survive. Uh, I remember opening Peruke and Periwig when we weren't as good as we are now, and we opened for Valentine's Day, and we took bookings for Valentine's Day dates, a set menu the place was to be full from 7 at 6.45 there was painters tripping over the lads laying carpet um, fridges were coming up the stairs as our first customer Lucinda O'Sullivan arrived in to review <laughs> us <clears throat> we went to turn on the taps, no water full house expected, you obviously can't run a restaurant or a bar without water called the fire brigade they said I know this might sound really silly and if I'm really wasting your time tell me to hang up and I'm sorry in advance but is there any chance you could come and fill our water tanks because we have a hundred people arriving in ten minutes and we have no water so up they come fair play to them fair Pier Street uh, Dublin fire brigade two, two engines out took over the bus lane on Dawson Street got up onto the roof filled the tanks and, and open we went and uh, I think Lucinda during her starter has to be had to be asked asked to move aside so we could get one of the fridges into the bar. So it was just a complete disaster. 
but it was one of those memories that you look back and you learn from we say well, let's make a commitment to never do that again nice how did, the, I, how did the review end up, did it end up oh, it was shocking I, I think <laughs> you know probably a 1 out of 10 but we recovered from it and luckily now Peruca has become a really well respected bar in the area and you know people love it and we have really loyal customers and it's doing very well so thank god we recovered but it also taught us so much you can't do that to yourself, you know. You have to take your time and, and open to 10 people and 20 people and mm-hmm. figure out how your building works before you ram it full of customers. So it was a big learning curve for us, but it was fun as well and it was exciting and we survived. We got it open and we fed some people. Yeah. <laughs> well, whether we did that well or not is another question. Now, on the back of that success story, we'll get a different perspective. Our producer, Imro O'Grady, took to the streets of Dublin to find out firsthand from tourists how they feel about the Irish hospitality industry. Uh, my name is Mike. We're here in Ireland. My parents have been here 10 or 15 times and they always raved about it. So we've always wanted to make the trip and it doesn't disappoint. This is my fifth trip. I've always loved it. My aunt had uh, spoken of uh, spoken highly and has been here several times. So we figured, hey, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. So let's let's do it. Well, the passport checker was lovely. Oh, that's true. Oh, that's true. She, she carried on a long conversation, yeah. even though the line was <laughs> wrapped around almost the entire airport. She spent a long time chatting. Yeah. The taxi driver who brought us from the airport was absolutely fantastic, full of information and made us laugh. That was a lovely welcome. The hospitality is awesome. We spend a fair bit of time in London, and I love London, but the people just don't have the time for you. And what we found in Dublin is that everybody has time to stop and have a chat and offer you advice on what to see and where to go. It's great. Our bus driver was quite a singer (laughs) yesterday. It was was wonderful. Yeah, people are usually very friendly. More than in Paris, <laughs> of course. <laughs> it's not difficult. <laughs> so everyone's so friendly, everyone's got a bit more time for you. It's amazing because we don't have that in England. People have been super friendly and accommodating and um, we've had a great time. So the one pub in Dingle, we were there eating and David Ganey was there. And he's a five-time world champion dancer and I guess it was his family's pub. And so he comes out and dances when he's in town. And so that was kind of a neat treat. Something that we haven't seen and wouldn't see in the States. I'm afraid I can't remember the names of any of the pubs we went to because we started quite early yesterday after the wedding. Gosh, my first trip was back in 1985. And we told the joke when we got back that it only rained twice in Ireland, once for seven days and once for six. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I told him it, it's just the most beautiful country I've ever seen. So far, um, all the people we met, they were super polite and super kind and open-minded people, really nice. I think the people are so friendly. I mean, from the cab drivers down to people in the pubs. And I think in general, people are just very friendly and very genuine here. And I like that about them. We did go to a lovely pub called Grogan's. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, The carpet looks about 300 years old. Actually, as did most of the clientele, but it was a lovely place to be. Great point of Guinness. The people are really friendly. I've been here two days already and just have really enjoyed it. Uh, Germans like the Irish people and they like to go here and like Irish music. We haven't come across one yet who hasn't tried to give us some kind of directions on where we're going because uh, we're going on the fly and we're trying to find different monuments and so on and they're always helpful. The pubs and the restaurants are just fantastic. Everyone has that common goal to drink as much as they can and (laughs) try to stay out as long as they can. You know we just didn't know what to expect coming from the states and so um, we had heard the country was beautiful but the people have been really great and um, we also did a few days in Scotland and uh, 
it wasn't they weren't quite as accommodating there um, but but we've had a great time there and here as well but yes very friendly here they would go out of their way yes they went out of their way here to help us out <laughs> they did yes very much so okay. absolutely love it i keep coming back because i can't get enough of it this is uh, an island and all people who live on an island are friendly. Honestly, I felt, I felt, I felt this is my, these are my people. I, I think it sets apart from the rest of the world, to be honest with you. It's just a different, different atmosphere. They're great, absolutely great. It's such a happy place. Before I came over, uh, I didn't know what to expect, honestly. Now I can spread the word that they're not just a bunch of uh, people who go in pubs and fight. <laughs> it's wonderful. I don't want to leave. It took me three years to get back here again. I love it. I love coming back to Ireland. Oh, it's fantastic. Absolutely wonderful. Can't better it anywhere, no matter where you go in the world, you can't better it. God, the Americans really love us, don't they? Um, you know, we love to pat ourselves on the back over our hospitality industry, but it's nice to have the kind of objective perspective of uh, people coming here on holidays. And I don't think th- I don't think there was a single negative review, review of the country in there. So something I've been really curious about, Ben, that I'd like to ask you about is that you are the head of operations for so many different distinct brands. So how do you sort of maintain the key elements and threads of Irish hospitality throughout the different brands like you know Garage Bar very different to Workman's very different to Everly what is it about it that remains constant sure I I don't think there's one one venue that's the same so for us to to understand and realise that the people who are going to run the venue uh, and work in the venue become the owners of the venue's identity in a sense and its culture and you've got to hand that responsibility and that power over to them to to make it work so absolutely for me the three important things to make hospitality work would um, be you know design and atmosphere of a room um, two would be your product so your food or your drink if you're doing cocktails they have to be the best that you can do and if it's if it's a Guinness like Grogan's there your man said a great pint of Guinness so your product the third and by far the most important for me is that the people who uh, take over the venue when it's opened um, make it come to life uh, and it's got to be accommodating and it's got to be genuine uh, and it's got to be passionate and friendly and welcoming. And I think the day you forget that that's what you're doing, working in hospitality is the day your business will fail. It's all about the customer and listening to what people want and actually making them feel welcome because new venues can be intimidating to people. Uh, certainly I know I get almost nervous and scared when I go into a new place. And the second I'm put at ease by the staff is the second I start to really enjoy it. Uh, and if it can be a cool design and it can be a great atmosphere but if the if the if the service doesn't reflect genuine Irish hospitality then I, I think we lose the run of ourselves and it would make you so proud listening to that to all of those voices from all over the world acknowledging that it, it, it it's a level of genuine welcoming that you don't get in other countries it's actually meant in other countries it's put on for the tip or uh, it's not there at all. To have that and to have people say how genuine it is, just to make you so proud to be Irish. So, so, Jackie, would you always have kind of tourists in your mind when you're doing events planning at Coppers? Do you see Coppers as, like, is it a local Dublin nightclub or is it almost like a tourist landmark? Well, see, that's the thing. Um, like, Coppers is for everyone. 
you know it's not just Dublin it's not just the Kulshis down the country <laughs> or like myself from Cavan um, and you know we're, we are for our, our doors open to, to everyone especially during the summer we we have like obviously different times of the year where you know you'd have the students from September until you know they finish their, their exams um, in the summer then the summertime really you're, you are looking to get that tourist um audience um into into the nightclub because you're kind of saying who is out on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday during the week and Irish people are obviously working the next day so you really are looking to, to target the tourists but it's just about trying to to market the place but to everybody. Yeah. And you know, I guess something I'm also very interested in is that, you know, Irish hospitality can mean it can kind of mean an old man pub, it can kind of mean, you know, a new nightclub, which is extremely interesting. We've got like Irish hospitality can really refer to anything these days. You know, we've so many different kinds of venues and different kinds of... I mean, like, cocktail bars have become a huge thing. I'm just wondering, Chris, what have you seen kind of a surge of, of certain types of hospitality business that have kind of surged in the last little while? Yeah, I think cocktails is a great example and the Vintage Cocktail Club, for example, at Mixologists. That job didn't exist 20 years ago. So you, you, see, you see a change in... Uh, as as the hospitality industry is changing, you know, new jobs are coming online. Like I have to say, I feel really proud after listening to that. Uh, one of the things that stood out to me was the the American lady who spoke about uh, the the person checking the passports, and it just shows where hospitality starts. It actually starts on the flight over if you're flying with Aer Lingus, and you know, then then when you land, and and it, it really does show when you're recruiting for staff, it, you you need to think about it from from it doesn't matter what role they are have they any uh, association with the public whatsoever and I, I just thought that that uh, audio package really summed up Ireland the, you know the island of a thousand a uh, hundred thousand welcomes uh, summed up in a five minute package it was uh, God you feel good after listening yeah. to it I have to say and actually just in terms of say jobs like mixologists or say even wait staff or chefs do you find that the Irish jobs market is is provide. This is actually a question mostly for you, Ben. It's like, do you find that the people coming to you are mostly from Ireland, or are you getting a lot of applications actually from outside of Ireland as well? Uh, a lot of applications from from all over the world. Uh, a lot of Brazilians, uh, noticeably more Italians and Croatians uh, in the last year and a half, two years, uh, and then the other half with Irish. Um, so yeah, a good varied mix there. Yeah, and uh, so I'd ask, you know, what are to maybe take not not a, not a just a bit more sobering look at it. What what are the stresses that come with working in the hospitality industry? Um, well, for us, I guess um, we we're looking to obviously increase our corporate evening business, and that is quite challenging because people obviously have this mindset that you know as I said earlier you don't go to coppers until you've had about 10 drinks in you but um, you know we have to realise that as well there is so much competition uh, the likes of the Dean next door uh, Ivy Garden Hotel like you know these kind of what you'd say fancy places you know and um you know that would be a huge challenge for me is to how can we get those work parties into coppers and you know it's really about getting the name out there that we aren't just you know the place to go at you know 11 o'clock at night you can come in at 6, 7 o'clock with your your work colleagues have finger food yes coppers actually serves food as well <laughs> and um 
you know it's it's keeping current as well like I think everyone says when I when I started and it was like oh sales marketing and events manager and it's a sure you don't need to market Copperfish Jacks everyone knows where it is and, and, and what it is but if if anything you, you, you need to market it even more because you need to keep things current and not, not let it go stale and obviously social media is absolutely huge now it's huge for us it's it's really how we target our audience um, and and get the message out there you know so just on a personal uh, on a personal note, what time do you stop serving food at? Like if I if I want to get finger food at two AM, can I can that no, happen? No, no, no. <laughs> pre book, pre book. <laughs> pre book, okay. I'll make it make a note of that. Okay, you mentioned social media there, uh, Ben and Jackie. how important has social media become in the hospitality industry over the last couple of years? Yeah, I think it's become your 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 biggest voice to the masses, um, and how you represent yourself and how do you how you lay down your culture and identity. Um, and I think you know it's just become more and more powerful um, as the years have gone by so it really is you know your biggest voice in, in speaking to your customers and letting them know what you've got going on and what you are and what you're all about and is it a strong social media presence is that something you would ever look for in a prospective employee is that is that an important thing that they, they're strong on Instagram or strong on yeah, Twitter they, or? they need to have a good knowledge of it anyway Um like my colleague uh, Rory he actually looks after our social media um, he's also from Cavan as well um, it's funny because is someone said to me oh you have two two Cavan people looking after the marketing side okay. of things in, in coppers and it's like god will we spend any of the marketing budget <laughs> sure at all it's, uh, sure it's <laughs> we working for so you um, but it, Rory himself he's very quick witted very funny and um, I think you need to have that sense of humour um, like you, you can't have that seriousness on social media it depends on your on your brand but we are coppers we are fun loving and that's the the image that you want to portray to your audience through social media so social media is a, a huge element in, in, in marketing you know for, for a venue I reckon and like you know you can definitely see as uh, as the industry continues to boom there's just there's more and more jobs created and it's great that there are like I think social media in the hospitality industry is so fantastic like everybody loves to interact with brands on Twitter and on Facebook for, for you know like Whenever you you could even slag a brand off on Twitter, and if they slag you back, people love that, you know. Funny so area. yeah, so it's it's crucial to have uh, these social media people. What I would ask now is that kind of typical hospitality mantras, like for example, the customer is always right. Does that hold true at a late night venue, or is that the kind of thing that you know? Does are there certain circumstances that might change how the hospitality industry approaches old kind of uh, adages like that? I think if you know well, people coming into the nightclub they've probably had a few drinks on them <laughs> and uh, you know there, there can be issues where with any venue I guess you know they, they might give in you know 20 euro and think that they give you know 50 because they just can't remember and all that kind of stuff but you know we we would take um, what the customer says you know as as gospel obviously not certain circumstances but you know I think it is important yeah you have to keep the customer at the at the center you know of of your focus you know and um even if they aren't right you know I've always you know I started working uh, when I was 15 in the Sleeve Russell Hotel in Cavan it's a lovely four star place so I 
was always customer focused from a very young age you know worked in the Board Gosh <laughs> Theatre while I was in college Crow Park so you know I, I, I gained great experience but it, you know it was a key thing that you know the client or the customer is is always right and mm. that's embedded now in me <laughs> and what would that be your take on it as well Ben? Well look you're you know uh, an 18 year old fresher on his first night out in Dublin quoting his first ever law lecture to you at four in the morning <laughs> is not guaranteed to be right <laughs> but you know many times customers aren't right but mm. there's a way in which you, you deal with it that um, you know I think you've certainly got to be extra patient especially in the wee hours and, and make sure that you're not offending or hurting feelings and just dealing with it in a nice firm way but you know you you have you have some cases where you know you have a manager who's worked in the industry for nineteen years and they're probably right in that circumstance, mm. but it's just the way in which you deal with it. I suppose the key thing about hospitality at the end of the day is keeping everybody happy as much as you possibly can. So uh, I suppose when you're looking for staff or anyone who wants to work in hospitality, what are sort of what are the key just like say maybe two or three bits of advice that you'd give them to have the right attitude coming in. How do they how do they foster a sense of trying to keep everybody happy in their own kind of professional approach? Like what attributes do they need? Or yeah, yeah. What kind of attributes do they need? They they need to be able to be quick on their feet. I think. Um, and you know quick minded as well not just not just physically um, like you have to be prepared for hard work obviously it depends on the venue whether it's a you know casual dining restaurant that you're going into or you know the other end of the scale Copperface Jacks uh, where you're you're flat out for the for the whole night um, but I guess you know you have to be a, a strong person obviously to deal with complaints to deal with you, you will always get complaints in hospitality and that's just the nature of it you have to you know not be sensitive in a sense you know don't take things personally you know if there's an issue you know learning how to handle situations uh, and, and stress I think you need to be able to manage stress very well yeah <laughs> and, and Ben what do you think do you need do you need that love of making people happy to, to succeed in, in the hospitality industry yeah I think in other countries around the world you might have a year of military service and f- if I was in charge I'd almost say a year in hospitality before <laughs> you start I think the amount you learn uh, in a year of waiting or bussing in a bar, the amount you learn in terms of dealing with so many different people in so many different situations and your work ethic and your entire attitude towards making money, I think you just absolutely benefit from it to no end. Uh, and I think if you're going to do it for whatever reason, if it's to make money through college or if it's to build a career, Whatever you're doing at the time, you just put everything you have into it. Uh, and that opens doors. If it's a career in hospitality you want, you do one thing well and the next opportunity comes, like it did for half of our company. I mean, our senior board is eight people strong and it's an unbelievable team of so many people who are so capable and seven of them started as waiters or bartenders. So whether it's a career in accounting or you're going on to become a doctor or a barrister, if you're doing a job in hospitality for whatever length of time, if you put a lot into it, you'll get a lot out of it. Uh, And that goes for any career that opens up after that. We're coming to the end of our our time now, so I put the last question to you, Chris. 
say someone is sitting at home and they're listening to this podcast and they could be from any professional background, say they don't work in hospitality yet, what is their next move if they want to get into the hospitality industry? Well, I, I suppose it, it depends on what stage they're at. Um, you know, in for for students, it could be the case that, you know, I mean, leaving cert and uh, a student, students going into leaving cert, you know, they can look at their CAO options. You, you know, obviously we've we've got some great college courses here. Um, my own cousin, who, whose Spanish is actually over at the moment uh, to study uh, hospitality here because it's so, so strong. Um but if it's if you're looking for a career change, then you know you do need to get out there and try and get some experience. So uh, it's it's one of those things where it's a bit more difficult if you're if you're looking for a career change. I think it is one of those industries that if you can get into uh, early, then for I, most people I know in the hospitality industry went in at a part time level or while in college and then realised I absolutely love this and I'm going to stay at it and some of them went on to college some of them just uh, learned as they went and you know plenty of them are, are in positions and 7 out of 8 people on a senior management board having started as as, as uh, I think it was waiters or, or bar staff it, it just shows exactly uh, the, the type of industry it is it is the, the industry where you can start from anywhere and end up anywhere it's it's fantastic well that's it for the second episode of the workshop brought to you by jobs.ie thank you all for joining us give a huge thanks to our uh, panellists Jackie, Ben and Chris for the wisdom and the stories very great um, I also want to give a big shout out to Shane Dempsey who's been on sound today and my producer Emer O'Grady I've been Carl Kinsella and we'll see you next time in the workshop you're listening to the workshop brought to you by jobs.ie